Chair Culture Podcast, where we interview the people behind the chair and the people that make your natural hair products. In this case, we have the amazing, I'm going to tell you she's amazing, April Williams. She's an attorney. She writes books. Matter of fact, why am I telling you this? I'm going to let attorney April Williams tell you all about her. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is April Williams. As she mentioned, I am an attorney and um, I write books. And the biggest promotion that I have going on right now is that I want to promote inclusivity for our natural hair looks. So I'm a big supporter of the Crown Act. I think that the Crown Act should be legal in all states. Um, I think it should be legal global because uh, we know that hair discrimination is not just the U.S. thing. It's actually a global thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm a proponent of that. I am the author of the book, My Hair is Professional Too, which is a legal analysis of the laws that make it legal for an employer to discriminate. Um, it gives a full legal analysis of the overview of the laws and how we came to the point now where unless the Crown Act is passed in your state, you can be discriminated against based on how you style your hair. So you can be fired, not hired, or not promoted based on how you style your hair if the Crown Act is not law in your state, city, or local locality. Thank you. So we're going to back it up a little bit because I had did an episode with my hair professional too about your book, okay? How do you feel about the whole, I know you can't give us too much because they need to buy the book now, but <laughs> how do you feel about the whole Crown Act? I know you went in details in your book. Well, I, I definitely feel that the Crown Act is something that we need to explore. It needs to be passed. Uh, I think that it's something that it can go a little bit further. But right now, as it stands, I think the law is important. I think that we need um, all of our legislatures to get on board. It was recently introduced into the House. Um, into the house again and it was passed and now it's just sitting in the senate and no one's doing anything about it and I think that it's something that we definitely need to work towards uh, writing to our legislators uh, writing to um, our mayors because you can have a local city ordinance that um, that doesn't uh, allow hair discrimination I know here in Texas and Harris County it's law in Harris County but it's not law in the state so you can literally protect yourself and in your area, protect yourself um, as opposed to if it's not being passed over um, statewide. So Texas is a little bit different because in Texas, we only pass laws every other year. So it didn't pass last year. So we literally have to wait until next year for the full state of Texas to pass. But if we can get our federal Senate and House of Representatives to pass this bill, then it will be law everywhere. So I think that it's important um, reading the law and understanding how it's applied. I think that it's something that will protect a lot of people because hair discrimination is something that is affecting us in the workplace. It's affecting us in our everyday life because of perception. And um, as I'm researching and writing this next book that I hope I'll be coming out with soon uh, is affecting our kids in school as well. I'm so glad that you gave out information about going local because most people didn't know that. And I'm one of them. I didn't know that you had to go local. I thought you just had to, you know, go straight <laughs> to the White House. You know what I'm saying? Straight there. I didn't know that. So I appreciate you giving us that information because I'm one of the people that did not know that at all. Let's talk about your coloring books. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, I came out with uh, three coloring books. Okay. Uh, the first one 
So the idea behind the coloring books is that I was doing the research on the hair, the book that I will be releasing soon. Um, it's a follow-up to my hair is professional too. And I was think as I was reading these stories about all these kids and their hair and uh, the Dove did a full study on kids and how they, by the time you reach the age of 12, you will have experienced some type of hair discrimination or mm -hmm. some type of ostracization when you're in school based on what your hair looks like. And I was like, man, what is it about our kids that, you know, why are our kids being discriminated against? What can I do as I'm working on this project? What can I do that will help kids know that their hair is okay? You know, because I saw a lot of people coming out with books. You came out with your book, which is yes. amazing. And um, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, well, what can I do? Because I think that we, I need to do something in the meantime while I'm doing this research. And I was like, coloring books. I love to color. And I was, I bought a coloring book for my son and I was like, man, what do coloring books look like? So I did a Google search for coloring books. And the first list of coloring books, there was not a black character that I saw in the coloring books. And I was like, yes. like literally searching and mm -hmm. I couldn't find one. And the one that I did find was Princess Tiana and she's the only black Disney princess. Mm -hmm. So I was like, huh, coloring books. I can do coloring books and put black hairstyles on the characters. And that was something that the first one, when I um, got my artist, the graphic artist to um, design it, I told him exactly what I wanted. And he just brought it to life. So I have all three of them right here. Before you start showing it, I want to say thank you so much because you done tapped into a whole new world. Okay. We see uh, tons of books, hair books. Mm -hmm. I know I did a hair book, but for a coloring book, imagine a child sitting there, school, home, wherever, and they had a time like, ooh, and start coloring and or they having a bad day and their hair is not how they want it but then they start coloring and you showing all different types of hair um let me stop talking let me just let you show the book because i'm like giving away a little too much go ahead <laughs> right so <laughs> the first one uh this one is just the original is the beauty of hair and color i hope people can see it it's yes the beauty of hair it. and color uh -huh. and uh, it has different this one i don't know if i've colored in this one yet but if you did it's fine different oh yep there's one Ooh, yes afro puffs and i one thing that i did when i colored them because i like the color to show you know the different images yes. one thing i like to do is to color the hair different colors because you know hairstyles are girl you know, i love that colors. i love that right there the woman with her hair mm -hmm. with her natural hair i like it is so cute yeah so i like you know i, I like that they have different uh hairstyles and i've tried to put different colors like you know, and then, you know, Crayola is being inclusive of their colors too. So they have colors that are different skin tones. So that helps with coloring too. as well. So the second one is um, the beauty of hair and color. This is afros, braids, fades, and locks. So the first one, it was mostly girl hairstyles. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you didn't do one for the boys. And I was like, that's coming. That's coming. That's next. <laughs> so, I, yeah. so this one has uh, hairstyles that are for girls and for boys. And as you can see, like, she has an afro, he has cornrows. Um, did I color the first one? Yep, that's the top picture with his uh, fade and his curly top. So I, you know, found that this was a great idea when people, you know, show me like their kids with the yes. books. 
and how their kids said, oh my gosh, this looks just like me. It just warmed my heart. And then the most recent one that I came out with is the Beauty of Hair and Color Black Hair History Book. And what made you what, decide to do that one? Black well, this, so I was thinking like most people don't realize that, you know, where these hairstyles come from. And I have been seeing some things on YouTube and stuff of different people with color and with doing like white people doing black hairstyles. And I just was like, you fine. Children, look, children are welcome. He's inspiration. (laughs) Yeah. So the hair history book, uh, this one is different hairstyles. And what I did with this one, what I did with this one is I, oh gosh. (laughs) <laughs> it is fine it is fine they know you, we all have children so it is fine while she's getting her little son and he's adorable <laughs> he can make a guest star appearance she has developed so many ways to educate us on natural hair and that is amazing besides her being an author my hair is professional too she sold so many books it is just like mind blowing. And then tap into the coloring book. She's back. So here you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to keep letting everybody know how great you are. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I really do. So back to this, the hair, black hair history book. And so what I did was this is because I did see like a lot of our hairstyles and they had different names and I'm just like, no, they're, these are just crochet. These are just this. So it's like, well, let me do like the common hairstyles that we wear now and just give a little history on it. So what I did was I want it to be fun so you can color it as well. So I gave a page that identifies what the hairstyle is, where it originated from. So in this page, you'll see box braids and it says box braids date back to three. Uh, 3500 BC in South mm-hmm. Africa and then the pages to follow are all styles of box braids wow and I tried to get box box braid styles that you know we wear today because we know box braids have been worn for periods of time so I did that with cornrows and different cornrow hairstyles I did it with Ghana braids so I have one of those colors maybe not but I'll show you. Ghana braids. And then I have the Salani braids. Wow. And different hairstyles with those. And then I also have goddess braids. It's okay, baby. Locks. Locks. Locks uh-huh. and Bantu knots. Bantu knots. And this one, uh, I really like these because it was so funny. I saw a hairstyle on uh, social media of one of the um, Bantu knot hairstyles that I have in the book. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's just like what I have in my book. And I posted it. So, comparison, like, this is what I got in my book, and this is what the lady had on. <laughs> Done her yeah, name. it was this hairstyle. Yes. So yeah, that's the um the coloring books. 
and uh, they're all available on Amazon and uh, or you can go to my Instagram page and get them on the Instagram page. And I tried to make the prices as reasonable as I can uh, because I think that, you know, they're coloring books and I want people to have access to them. And one thing that we did do with the coloring books is that we've been collecting donations and we've been giving the books to kids at different um, uh, elementary schools. So um, I've donated to a bunch of schools in New Jersey. Most recently, I sent it to a school in California. So we've been doing a lot. Um, my sister has a nonprofit called Building Up Families uh, with Faith. And we, you know, donate, get donations so that you need to have your tax deductible donation. And then we purchase the books and send them off to the kids at school. And the response from the kids has just been amazing because they, the, when they say, oh my gosh, it looks like me, that just they really say mission accomplished, mission accomplished. I would say this, I really appreciate you. And the reason why is that you're doing all this, you making sure our natural hair is understood in the world. Besides being an attorney and, you know, dealing with everyday life, your child, your job, you still have time to like educate people. And I appreciate you for that because, you know, we're busy moms. We got a lot of things, you know, trying to juggle everything trying to so your coloring books i thank you for putting it in elementary schools so they could color because again not that many schools have books of hair in there let alone coloring books do you know how many kids you could touch with this <laughs> this is like amazing amazing so tell the world what april has in store for us going forward so um, the coloring books are just the beginning. I was thinking about if I should do another coloring book or if I, I have a children's book that I wrote years ago that's just sitting on ice. We'll see what comes out. But hopefully, probably uh, towards the end of July, I'll have another book, a follow-up to My Hair's Professional too, And that one is going to talk about where we are now um, where the law has evolved and where um, I think we should go and what people sh can do, you know, proactively to try and get this law passed. And also talk about, you know, how it's impacting our kids in school and how it's impacting uh, Black women, Black children, Black men globally. Because as I mentioned earlier, uh, hair discrimination is not, just not, is not just in the United States. It is a global thing. Yes. Do you think it's going to pass in states like example i'm in north carolina so by being in north carolina we're a conservative state you ever think that they're gonna like you know because they are oof, <laughs> they don't want to let go of their old ways old fashions old fashioned out here coming from the city to new york i was like wow everything's different they do have good southern hospitality but that's in the beginning when you start going deeper into parts that you never heard of it's like discrimination you'd be like wow we in 2022 and we still do it okay i feel you okay so do you think north carolina i'm just saying my state example you think we'll ever just wake up and just for like you know <laughs> well well one thing i will say is that it's going to be a collective effort the best way is for it to be passed in the you know, for by Congress. If Congress passes it, the states will have to abide by it. But because we're not there yet, if you can get local entities to pass it and it's the law there, 
if more and more cities just say, hey, you know, like if, if Charlotte passes it and then another big city passes it, then another big city passes it, then the state legislature will say, well, we already have it in law in most of our state. It's already there. We might as well just go ahead and pass it because this is what the people want. So working locally and branching out would be a good um, avenue. But if you can't work locally and branching out, pushing for your representatives to uh, take a stance on this policy will be key. One last thing, we did not talk about something that's very, very amazing that you do, hair wraps. Hello, <laughs> we skipped that. <laughs> so can we talk about that before we close out? Because I do want everybody to know how amazing you are when you do natural hair. You have it everywhere from coloring books to books. Let's talk about these wraps. So, right, um, my Natural Black Queen collection, um, this is just at naturalblackqueencollection.com, uh, that we have natural hair wraps, and um, I just style them however I like, and we have bonnets on there, and they are made with the African, uh, traditional African um, coloring and uh, print, and what I do is I take them, and I just play around with it and wrap it up the best way I can. You can cover your hair holy like a turban or yes. you can do like the traditional wraps um you can do youtube videos uh, i've looked at different youtube videos and then i've sat in the mirror um and played with it myself and twisted it up the way that i like it as well um they're available on our website naturalblackqueencollection.com and uh yeah you can look check it out um i think i have some videos on youtube and i might have some videos on my ig as well but thank you so much april i appreciate you Everybody go back to the kink hair culture where we did an interview with her with my hair professional too. Okay. And that was back in December, episode three. I mean, I'm sorry, season three, episode 20. Let me get together. Episode 20. Okay. And she was close. She closed out the podcast. And if you go back and you really get to really know everything about April, because she doesn't tell so much stuff about herself, her history, and everything about her journey of natural hair and you're going to check out this episode right here and if y'all have any questions april will be able to answer you of course you got to email her okay because she is a busy woman now okay you can't be <laughs> just like you know but i will have all her social media sites so don't worry her, her pictures of her book if just in case you miss any um her websites her social media sites she's going to have everything Okay, and I thank you so much, April, for taking your time out today. You always have a beautiful spirit. Also, she does have My Hair Professional 2 on Clubhouse, too. I will put that link up there, too. She have, she talks about everything, and not just natural hair. You're going to get everything politics. Whatever motivates April, she's going to put on there, okay? And the crazy thing about it, it all ties into hair at the end. It's like, wow. <laughs> and she teaches you so much about business and everything. So please, when you're on Clubhouse, click on that. Matter of fact, not click join my hair's professional too on Clubhouse. God bless and thank each and every one of y'all for taking your time out. This is the Kink Hair Culture Podcast where we interview the people behind the chair and the people that make your natural hair products. April, you got anything else before we close? No, I just want everybody to go and uh, speak to their representatives to get this law passed because no one should be fired, not hired, or not promoted because of how they wear their hair. And our babies, huh? They should definitely not be discriminated against based on yes. how they wear their hair. Yes. 